Hey, I'm Mike. And this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile. And Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just $25 a line for four lines. Plus, four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. At Bank of Ireland, we want our customers and colleagues to stay safe and well. Now more than ever, it's important to know that your financial well-being is our priority. We have a range of supports available for our personal and business customers with easy online applications. Our dedicated staff are working to support you. But if you're cocooning or self-isolating at home, you can now nominate a family member or trusted friend to do your banking for you. We're also giving a 1 million euro emergency fund to support our communities right now. To find out more, visit bankofireland.com. Take care. Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Welcome, everybody, to episode five of the JP Dub podcast. Uh, joining me today is Sretton. Say what's up, Sretton. What's up, dickheads? Oh, guy, he's such a fucking gentleman. Yeah, right. Uh, we also have Bruiser Bodie. What's going on, Josh Bodie? What up? How you all doing? <laughs> We're doing guys great. Sexy. Yeah. And our special guest on this episode is a veteran of the extreme metal underground in the Midwest. He's been in bands, if you're familiar with bands like Hideous, Horrific Demise, Libidity, and uh, actually more currently, Necrolytic. Hopefully I said that right. If not, then shame on me. Um, Matt Bishop, welcome to the program, brother. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? What's cheers, cheers. Good to see everybody, man. Good to see everybody, man. Cheers. Got the coffee Fuck going. Yeah. Cheers. I got some LaCroix and some Budweiser's on the reserve. <laughs> Nice, nice, man. man. It's good to see everybody, man. Like I said, it's been a lockdown. It's the most social I've been probably in two months. It's good. It's good to, uh, I guess, get out there, so to speak, and, uh, you know, do this shit. And it's weird because uh, we do another show uh, based in pro wrestling called Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, and so when this whole thing started going down, me, Bodie, and Sretton, uh, we never – we usually did record a video from our studio – um, we had like these high def cameras and shit. We never fucked with any of the zoom or anything. Um, so all the times that we had to do phone interviews with guests and we could have been doing this shit the whole time. So people can see your lovely faces. Uh, it's been a learning curve, but I'm glad that at least this is something good that came out of it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I, and I figured, I wondered how long it was going to take before like the talk starts going to fucking eighties wrestling. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 don't get me started on 80 Oh, wrestling. man. That's, <laughs> it's funny. Um, I, I did, you know, but yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm just thinking about that actually today and shit like that, man. It's like fucking, um, I saw the Ric Flair documentary and was, go, was going down. I almost watched it, man. I had a little more time, man. So, but anyways, anyways. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. It's good shit, man. It'll get you. Like I said, we had uh, Mike DeSalvo on episode four. <laughs> he was like, we were going to end. He's like, oh, what? We're not going to talk about fucking wrestling? I'm like, it's a different <laughs> show! <laughs> so we, we yeah, had it's to a tie-in. Yeah, yeah. We had to bring him in, and uh, he cut one of the episodes of uh, Juice Pro with us. So that was a good time. Oh, yeah, um, man. Fucking old. But, uh, you know, Matt. Dude, you you were so big and influential into a lot of uh, a lot of us in the metal community around here. Um, I mean, not just as a guitarist and vocalist, but uh, the organizer of Central Illinois Metal Fest. Um, I kind of want to dive into your history with you know uh, growing up playing. What influenced you? What bands in particular? Um, you know the typical shit. But I also want to get into what. Uh, what led you to doing your own show, your own festival, and all that good shit? So, without further ado, please indulge us with some information. <laughs> I think it's always the uh, the <clears throat> excuse me. It's always the um, the biggest thing about doing your own festival. No one books you on theirs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. You, you know, I know. And, and, Miguel, um, if you're out there listening, I know. Oh, you got him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm mean, not. It's not. I'm actually Necrolytics playing. You know the Chicago. We were always supposed to. Yeah. So we'll be playing Full next year. Assault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I hope it goes on, man. I mean, it, it, I just like I said, it's just it's. Uh, but a dude, it's uh, right place at right time, man. You know, it's I, I I I recently I've just been asking. I was even asking the lady about like some of the posters and stuff like that, and been thinking about it. And it's been man, it was a, just a different time, man. It was a lot of fun, you know. I mean, I think people were a little more open to new bands. Yeah, you know, a lot. You know what I mean? It was it was easier to afford like some of these bigger acts. <laughs> right now, man, you're putting the house on the mortgage now. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> you know if you I mean? go like you said, going down. And I actually uh, right above me have a. 2004's lineup that was the first one back when you had us with decrypt uh that was like the first that was right when i first joined the band and that was my first major fucking festival and you know we obviously did, did more after that i was like oh my god like well that, it, that was cool what was cool about that poster is that was like one i haven't seen and like i've seen the other ones like you know here and there but that was mm -hmm. one i haven't seen like in a long time and it's like i, I mean yeah I mean, it, it was a good time man and you know i, I was able to do it without ripping anybody off you know, I mean, I only really had one year I lost my ass, but no one else would have known it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it was, it was, a, it, it influenced some other things, you know, man. And then, you know, I think like anything, you step away. It was ever about ego. I mean, do I miss it? Yeah. But I mean, the, I remember the last two years is like, I don't know, you, you know, we were all be on the side of the stage, man. And <laughs> I'm sitting here by the end of the day, I'm sitting on the side of the stage, me and the lady asleep on like little stools, man. So it's like, you know, it, it was time, man. It was. I didn't see anywhere I could go without basically breaking the bank. Yeah. And, and, and I twiddled with bringing it back right when, you know, Shane I remember was for that. his first year. And then I was just like, man, dude, that's my boy. I'm not going to even why compete, you know, because, man, he's taking a hell of a risk trying to do what he's doing, you mm -hmm. know. So I figured it's better for me to support than sitting there and trying to make, like, you know, then you would have, like, the Chicago thing, someone right in the middle of that, then someone, like, in the middle of that. So, you know, man, I had my – I run, man. It was like, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's better to bow out. 
Yeah, I, I mean, a hell of a run. I mean, you're talking about, um, I mean, just nine the years, line. man, nine years. Nine fucking years. Would have been years. ten, but I canceled one year, so it would have been ten. You know, what was the, what was the reason for the cancellation? Uh, just personal shit. Yeah, just just you know, not, just things were. I did just with some of the scheduling was behind a few different mm. changes and stuff like that, man. So it, it was after the year that I actually didn't make a whole lot of money to where I was like, it was a little bit of a stress on the pocketbook afterwards. So we were just trying to restructure things a little bit and come back stronger, which, you know, like I said, it, it worked, you know what I mean? But it was, we, we were so infinitely into it when we did cancel it. Most people wouldn't even remember we did it. So. Well, dude, you guys, you guys had so many fucking huge bands, and and, and mind you, like we're going. What was the last year that you guys did it? Twelve, two thousand twelve. So, and you guys starting, you know, obviously like the early two thousands. I mean, we're talking at a time in the metal underground. It, it was a lot different scene than it is nowadays. You know, um, I mean, some of these bands nowadays, you you look at them and well, if they're even still around, um, just you would have to pay an arm and a leg to score some of the people that you had on your festival, man. Yeah, dude, it bugs me, man. Cause it's like, you know, dude, it's just, I don't know. It, it, metal was never supposed to be about making money. And I mean, and right. I guess damn me to hell that I have a corporate job and I don't, I make money. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, it's like I said, a lot of people are pretty freaked out. Like I said, the singer Lividity hangs out with old ladies all day. <laughs> well how, how else are you gonna get your material you know yeah right <laughs> you know but you know what man i mean when especially the time that we're going through right now where you see people having a hard time i mean this isn't me to i mean i'm not having a hard time mm. at all it, it's it's business as usual for me you know i mean i got job security you know i got a lot of people around me yeah i mean we got to do you know mass the temperature fucking bullshit but, you know, man, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's like I'm a lot older now. I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I think about it, man. When I first started doing shows in the scene, I was 18. And I just turned 46. You've been in the, you've been in the game a long time, man. Crusty, man. Crusty. Crusty. <laughs> you know, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, man. But, no, so, it's cool, man. Well, speaking of that, um, let's kind of get into that and, like, how you got started in the scene, man. I mean, um did you do anything else um, before Lividity? I thought there was yeah. something maybe that I can't remember. My very first band was um, actually the very – me and Von Young actually, when we were in high school, used mm -hmm. to jam in his um, um, uh, bedroom. And then we had a guy named Ari Roberts who was actually, you know, one point in time, they had kind of a band. I think they called it Abaddon at the time or some bullshit. And, you know, man, it just – you know, I mean, I, I couldn't even play, dude. I was rough. <laughs> I was just more of a talker then, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. so we ended up kind of going all the way. Then I ended up doing a punk band for a while, which was like a bunch of Misfits covers. Nice. And shit, like called Rivethead before that. Then after that, moved on to um, a Malicious Intent. Keep in mind, this whole time wanted to do death metal. Mm -hmm. But unless you could be Alex Marquez from the Retribution album, I wanted nothing to do with you. <laughs> Just right, because right. in my head at the time, that was, you know, Florida death metal was pretty much, you know, your deicides, your obituaries, you yeah. know, fucking your corpse. That was pretty much where my head was at, you know, as far as, um, and no one could really, I mean. About Solstice. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, yeah. it seemed like back then no one could play the shit. You didn't have a lot of these drum machines. This was before Putrid Pile. 
This is before yeah. fucking, you know, you know, the the guy that renovated the drum machine. I mean, fucking give the man his props, man. There was like nobody doing that shit. I can remember the very f- after he was doing numbskull, and then when he busted that shit out, man, no one was doing that shit. And if they were doing it, they weren't doing it well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's just and then now everybody's fucking. That was before the technology. He was throwing that yeah. out there on the fucking. He still uses it. He's like, fuck your technology. I'm still gonna fucking rock this shit. Dude, straight up, dude. It, it works. You know what I mean? But it's just, yeah, yeah. But it's just like I said, it was a different time, man. Fucking, you know. And I wanted to get out and do fucking death metal. Then we went from uh, that to a thrash band called Malicious Intent, which was kind of like Sanctuary. Okay. And shit like that, which was actually where I did more like guitar solos. And this is all stuff that like we had on tons of material and probably like one or two people out there have shit like a tape of this, every blue, you know, and then, um, but then, you know, Aaron, who was in Lividity with me for a lot of years, we grew up together in high school and all that shit. And uh, then we started to meet up later in the day and did like desecration before we realized there was a UK desecration, you know what I mean? So then, um, but that was kind of more of like your groovy death metal. And that's where I met Dave and all that shit. Then after that broke up, they had a band called Section 8. Then boom, Lividity. Then 11 years later, you know, fucking same, you know, same shit, man. I'm a hoe. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking did. Can't, got ADHD. Can't keep. But that's actually something I'm trying to change. I'm trying to be a little more focused on not doing so many things. I'm trying to. I think it's called Adderall. Stick. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's just too much, man. I mean, it took five years to do that horrific demise album, and I was happy with it. But my God, by the end of it, I didn't even care if I listened to it or not. Oh yeah, dude, it's a it's a great album. Like I was telling you when we were talking uh, via messenger, man, I was rocking the hell out of that all last week. Like on my way to work, I, I just I love cranking music up loud as fuck, something to get me ready for the shitty day ahead. You know, and that was uh that was my main go to for last week. Thanks, man. It will do, and I didn't even do vocals on it. You know what I mean? A lot of people give me a lot of credit where, like, Matt did vocals on this, and I mean, it's like, and it's funny, I wasn't even credited with vocals, I mean, on the album. Then, mm. You know what I mean? But uh, Anthony did the whole thing, man. That was all him, man. I just did guitars, because that was actually a lot of the goal of wanting to bring in a different vocalist, is I didn't want to fucking sing it, because my vocal, we, there's, a, there's a version of the album on my junkie computer that doesn't work right here of me doing vocals on the whole album. No shit. You know what I mean? And it just, it was a totally different lyrics, different feel. It was, um, was it, I think it was good, yeah, but it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you can say, I mean, I, I was like, fuck it, dude. You need to find somebody. Took the whole thing. I was like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So, I mean, but no, I mean, I appreciate that. Because, I mean, really, when that was done in the, I mean, it was either like, okay, five years, it better not suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or everybody's going to hate on it. But for the response that people have been given it, man, I wouldn't, at one point in time, I didn't care if I did one more thing. I was like, you know what, man, I'm old. That's a good way to go out. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of that, speaking of like, you know, you're saying you're old. I mean, we're all getting up there in fucking age now. You know, I'm not that Not me. You know, I'm not, I'm not the same guy doing fucking somersaults off stage and shit anymore. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it hurts now. Um, yeah, no shit. It hurts just climbing on stage for me. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> what, what kind of like, is there a point, is there a glass ceiling for you, Matt? Like to where you're like, all right, this is it. I'm done. I mean, is it a, like a passion thing? I mean, cause for me, no, dude, I, I mean, I'm telling you flat out, man, I'm 46. I just celebrated my 46th birthday. I mean, mm-hmm. my daughter, my daughter's 18 getting ready to graduate for not only fucking high school, but fucking you know, 
you know, you know, degree out of college, you know, right out of high school, you know, man, I, I got a son, you know, I got a stepson. I mean, I feel like, man, I've been selfish most of my life and done music. And right. now I feel like, you know, man, I've done everything. I've been, I mean, and I'm not a religious guy. I mean, by no means, but I don't know any other way to put this, but I'm fucking blessed to do anything that I've wanted to do. I've been able to do. I mean, right. I, I don't, I try, I try, I had somebody hit me up the other day. It was just like, Oh my God, dude. I mean, are you, you actually acknowledged me when I fucking stalked you on Facebook? You know what I mean? This dude. And I was like, man, <laughs> dude, I mean, I was like, I, I appreciate you view my vocals that way. But when I go back and hear it, I feel like I'm better now at 46 than I was at 26. Oh yeah. You know what I, I mean? And, and it's kind of like, uh, I mean, you try to respect what people think, but then, you know, I'm always my own worst critic. And I think, you know, I mean, I have my visions for what I want to accomplish and shit like that, man. But it's cool. I mean, it's, I just want to have fun, man. I, I don't foresee me doing, I mean, I have Necrolytics, the main focus right now. You know, um, I see about a good three, I'm, I, I promised myself I wouldn't be 50 years, 50 years old still rocking. I promise myself. Oh. That, man. Not man, saying I like, couldn't do it, but it's just, yeah. man, it's just, there's other things that I want to do. And that's there's why nothing I wrong with that. Well, no, yeah. See, you know, so like I said, that's just my glass ceiling, I guess. You know, man, I got a few more years left in me, man. But that's as long as my health holds out. Keep in mind, I don't have a heart attack after we hang up the phone on this or anything. (laughs) (laughs) She a heart attack. Well, when you get that old, when you get our age, you never know. And and that's the whole thing is like, you know, certain things like bending down. Like I'm sitting here like bending down at work the other day and couldn't couldn't get up to where the point I had to almost ask one of the young ones to help me up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know that (laughs) <laughs> Bodie, yeah, I ain't picking your big ass up. Yeah, I know, no shit, man. <laughs> Not my skinny like ass. Ass. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I can't get up. <laughs> Just let me use you as a uh, push off, and I'll help you back up after I break your back. Hey, I'll let you push a push pop and push it for flavor. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh yeah. So, yeah. Matt, you you and Bodie kind of got a little bit of history. Uh, give us some insight into that. Oh, dude! Fuck. Well, dude. First off, because I'd be besides one of actually the one feet, one of the few people in the area I consider actually a friend, and I know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It's like you know, um, that's why I was like when he told me he was going to be here, I was like, oh, fucking cool, man, awesome. Um, I wasn't going to. I did, wasn't going to tell you. He did the he did the, <laughs> the Levitic tribute thing with me, man. Fucking, it's literally if it wasn't for him, man, and Jesse, dude, you know, literally with my two practices, I showed up and literally pulled it off. But uh, we did. Due to my work schedule, this is right about the time that I got promoted at my job, man, right around this time happened. And then yeah. it was just like, we committed to doing this. And I'm just kind of like, oh, fuck, man. We're going <laughs> to fuck this up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, no, it went, it went like really, really well. You know what I mean? And, and it was it was fun, man. We did, then we did the one extra show in Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which was a good time. But yeah, you nailed it, Bodie. I was real proud of you, dude. Thanks, that was dude. a lot of fun, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was literally, I mean... It was the closest thing to, I guess, what my version of Lividity was. You know what I mean? In my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it sounded like it. You know what I mean? So it was cool. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it was, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, bro. It's uh, It was awesome because that's like the Lividity I first heard and came up on. And to play that, you know, that music with you on stage and just to uh, learn those riffs and everything like that, like, it was like one of the highlights of playing music. Like, well, dude, you learned it on your own, man. I mean, you learned a lot of that stuff, and I just had to kind of like boom, 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 and you were like on it enough to the point of where I didn't have to like. I mean, it it was rare, man, to where I didn't have to like alter anything. And and like I said, it's the funny thing I learned with all that, man, is how much muscle memory came back into it to where wow, 
I mean, some of these songs I hadn't played in like, Jesus, I mean, 11 years plus, or it'd been a while, you know, and then they came yeah. back, let alone having to sing them at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, it could have been an utter train wreck. I actually think we didn't fuck up. Could have. So we could say, we could say, boo, yeah. <laughs> The losing vaginal, you know, that you fucked up on. <laughs> I got a question. Yeah. Can you guys can you fun. guys explain that event and tell the story for somebody that doesn't like me that doesn't know what you guys are talking about? But like the whole libidity tribute, uh, with that whole event, what 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 was uh obviously you guys pulled it off, but what did that entail? Like what were you, what was the event what were you guys actually trying to do other than the obvious well, thing? Well well a lot of it was, man. I, I think I just needed something. I mean, God, I think it was something at the fest. It was I, it was never like one of these goal things to go out and say, you know, because Lividity was still around at the time and it was no actually I think Lividity might have been on hiatus at the time. I think not necessarily on hiatus, but they weren't really doing anything at that point in time. And I think um, you know, you know, like I said, it was never meant as a malicious thing to fuck with Dave or fuck with anybody. You know what I mean? Because it, it's no secret that me and him don't see eye to eye. But I'm cool with the rest of it. You know what I mean? You know, I, I've lived and let live. I'm getting older. I don't worry about it. Um, but, um, but no, as like I said, we just did a few gigs. We needed a band. And like I said, a lot of people have been hassling about me. You know what I mean? That's where I, guess, that's where I said, I guess it sounds full of me to say. With the holidays just around the corner, Macy's makes it easy to get your online orders fast with contact-free curbside pickup or pickup inside the store. Need it now? Try same-day delivery powered by DoorDash, available in select locations. Plus, shop early and late with extended store hours right up to the last minute. And don't forget, if you're getting your purchases delivered by mail, make sure you place your order by December 18th on Macy's.com. Some exclusions apply. Pickup and same-day delivery valid for most in-stock items at select stores only. Santa Bucks are back at Meyer. Now through Saturday, you decide what's on sale and save even more on the things you love. Like a Nintendo Switch Lite, just $199.99. Or a fur real Mama Josie the Kangaroo for $49.99. And save time and get your groceries delivered with Meyer Home Delivery. So you can stay out of the elements on these chilly winter days. Enjoy the great deals at Meyer. Exclusions apply. Visit Meyer.com to get started. People were excited about hoping I would reproduce the, or get back with the band at some point in time. And I'd like, well, this is the closest thing you're going to get. So, you know, even Jake, who the guy who played bass on it, was actually current bass player Lividity at that point in time. So he played bass with us. You know what nice. I mean? And he did great, too, yeah. considering, man, he really didn't practice with us either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, we had, like, maybe two jams with him. He came up to Milwaukee and jammed with us at the SA spot. And then... uh we did that little quick run through above the uh, CIM venue, up yes. in that little room. <laughs> we yeah. did all that acoustic style almost. That's yeah, dude. Was yes. that that was still at the uh, the Canopy Club, right? Isn't yeah, that where you right always the did? Canopy. Yep. yep. I love that venue, dude. I remember the one of the cool things about CIM so awesome. was like it, it was for one. I mean, it's a it's a college campus, um, right? It, right. What was that? What was the university? University, Illinois. university of Illinois. Okay, mm -hmm. so. And then you go in there, it's got a, it's a pretty fucking damn decent sized stage and area. And then it's like a whole theater set up. And then they had those, I remember sitting up with Sean, um, Future Pile. <laughs> We're watching bands and shit play, just sitting up in the fucking, I'll call it the rafters, you know, uh, the upper deck, whatever those upper seats were, just fucking blazing and smoking, dude, yeah. like checking bands out and like. I was like, man, this is what's up, dude. Like, just chilling. Nobody fucking bitching at you. Nobody 
causing anybody any fucking harm, you know, just like metal up your fucking culo and uh, having having a good time, man. Dude, I mean, it was it was they tolerated so much crap. Yeah, they did. And and one thing that, like, and the funny thing was, man, and and back then, you know, everybody, oh, and it was funny because, like, now that we've seen some of these posters, it's like, you know, you always all these, like, you know, this that was like the infant stages of, like, the uh, keyboard warrior for, like, oh, I think this lineup could be better. Oh, this shit. You know what I mean? But, man, I take a lot of pride that, man, I didn't skimp on fucking cash, man. I I mean, I I pretty much, I, I evolved from a brutal death. You just only could go so far booking brutal death metal. And where a lot of my logic was is, even though, man, I think some of these bands are just fucking awesome, dude, I'm not paying you a band that's worth 500 bucks, five grand, just because you live overseas. <laughs> not happening. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's where I differ from other promoters. It's just like, I never was willing. I mean, I knew the numbers. I knew, I worked for some people that did bigger shit. That like, well, you know, they would book somebody in like the, you know, the 50, 100, you know, $75,000 range. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. when you start really realizing the value of some of these people wanting the money they want. It's like, they can't draw 50 people. Yeah, that, and that's the thing too. And a lot True. of these bands and people don't realize and a lot of these fucking keyboard warriors is it, Unfortunately, it is a business, and especially when you are promoting and running a festival, you have to take into account that it is a business transaction that you are making with these people. Um, you have to look at, hey, well, this, yeah, I might like this band, but man, are they going to fucking draw anything? Or if, say, if you got you booked some bands that you got five, six, seven, eight bands that you know, oh, these they're easily going to bring hundreds of people, then maybe you can be afforded the opportunity to pull in a couple of lesser known bands that you know ain't going to draw shit, but maybe their girlfriends or something. But uh, a lot of it, I think, too, is it's opportunity. If somebody hits you up and say, I always looked at, like, some of these bands, even some of the band, I'm not going to say any names, um, that I respected or liked, I should say. <laughs> Respect's kind of going a long way on that one. But uh, that would charge an arm and a leg to go play a fucking fest when it's, like, it's an opportunity. Okay, so look at it business-wise. If you have a shit ton of fucking merch, I always looked at it like let your performance speak for itself. And, okay, you may only be getting a couple hundred bucks if you're coming from, you know, across the country or overseas or whatever, but let your fucking performance speak for yourself and have some fucking merch for sale. Because once you do that and you go out there and fucking slay, dude, it's, it's, it's the same to me as, like, fucking sports. People wouldn't be fucking buying Michael Jordan jerseys if they didn't see how badass he was on the fucking goddamn court. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, the mentality of some of these bands, it just, it really kills me. It's like, take the opportunity because, one, especially in, we all know this, in the heavy metal underground, you need the exposure. And you need to be able to sacrifice and, and take some hits and be like, hey, man, this is going to come out of our pocket a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're going to go play in a different area that we haven't had exposure yet, you know? And that's that's just the way I look at it with yeah, that. And give you a $500 performance while we're at it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you, well, a lot of it is, man. And it's like, you know, and, and I'm very, I've, I've been lucky enough to see it from all the perspectives of a musician that's mm-hmm. gone from a promoter. And I mean, and I've, I've done it successfully booking tours. You know, I did, I did it successfully with Monstrosity. I did two master tours that were successful. But oh, yeah. a lot of the thing that I got away from, and it's even with, like, you know, kind of with my, my feeling on, like, it, it, 
I get that certain people at a certain age or a certain level, I guess. But a lot of my problem is, is like, look, if you need five grand to do a show. I don't care if you need 20 grand. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You better be cannibal so corpse, though, too. <laughs> I don't care so much about the money side of a lot of what these bands want. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, some of them aren't any younger than me. They've been doing it for a long time. I'm lucky enough to have skills and a stable career that, you know, I can support my family. But if they're not doing music, maybe they can't do that. But a lot of the, my biggest problem with like a lot of these people that I've come up with, man, and it's like, you know, man, I've never kissed anybody's ass. I've never just tried to be cool. I see all these people that are buddies with each other, and it seems like everybody does in a big jerk off session. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much, man. It's like, dude, I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say I fuck, I'm kiss anybody's ass. I'm not going to sit there. If you're a good person, man, cool. If you got talent, cool. If I don't like your shit, cool. It doesn't mean you're not a dick. If you're, you could be a nice person. It doesn't matter. But there's just so many weird, much weird shit in the metal scene where people are trying to just nickel and dime everybody. Um, is a tour promoters, a lot of time, you could have somebody that's never booked a show in the life and say, I want to book this band. And if you're willing to take 200 bucks on a Monday, but someone offers you 1200, I guarantee you by an hour later, that contract's going to be in the mail saying, Oh, sign it now, sign it now. And, and that's just a lot of what I see going on. You know, everybody's just trying to like make their money, man. You know what I mean? And I get it, but it's just like, maybe the situation will tell people to have a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. You're exactly right about that. Yeah. The morning after. No, but I can't fault people asking what they're making. You know, it's not, but like I said, this has changed a lot, man. A lot of people are just not as, it's like, a, like a, how brutal can, there's not, I mean, I don't really care, man. It's like, I want everybody to do good. I, even if I don't like your band, it's like, I want everybody to do good. But every, it's whole like everybody's trying to brutal everybody. At least the whole fest of everybody, there being a fest popping up every five minutes is starting to. But, I mean, you know, it's kind of getting, you know, it's kind of coming full circle. Because I'm old. It's hard for me to sit there and watch 13 bands in a day. I'll be exhausted. Oh, man. I, I'll tell it you what, even a... back even back then, brother, I couldn't. A lot of it was like, man. Because you were wasted because you had a fucking few beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Stop. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Um, I, well, that, and it's like, man, fuck. I, I would be so amped to get up there, you know, and. I got, dude, I got in the fucking zone. Like, before we would play, I, I'm just, I'm watching everybody. And it and it's kind of like, ah, damn it, dude. I can't, I can't wait. Like, these guys may mm -hmm. be good, or there was, maybe there was a band I didn't like, but I'm just sitting up there fucking chomping at the bit to get <laughs> up there and fuck shit up, you know? Yes. That adrenaline rush, man. Dude. Um, it, and it, it was cool. I'll never forget, like, CIM was one of the places, uh, I think the last, we played 2004 and 2006 with The Crypt. Um, so we played one show with Brad on drums and one with, I think Tony played, um, from mutilated X mutilated. And you know, he's done some other shit, but, uh, I remember going out there and dude, it was a weird story. Cause like we go out there, we fuck, we didn't even have really a long set. Cause Tony didn't know that much shit at the time. I think we only had, man, six, seven, eight songs and a couple covers. I think we did a Nazim cover or something. Um, and then, uh, I go up there and I, I don't know what fucking song it was because, goddamn, we're talking so long ago and I've had a lot of these since then. Um, <laughs> but, like, in flipping off the fucking stage, dude, and just losing my mind and going nuts, it's nothing that's predetermined, you know? It's just, like, you feel it and you get that fucking emotional and that into it and it's just, like, whatever happens fucking happens, you know? And uh, I remember after that, like, uh, a, a fan coming up to me and just talking to me and it was really cool. It was like, man, dude, like, 
it's fucking insane what you're doing up there. But like, I'm sitting here talking right now. You're just like calm, dude. Like reserved. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, what the fuck do you want me to be? You know, <laughs> like I'm not gonna be doing that shit. You know, that's like when it's up there. That's my release and everything. You know. But then uh, after that, it was corporate death from macabre. Was just like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> like. <laughs> what the hell did you what the hell did you just do he's like that was fucking amazing he's like you guys fucking destroyed and they ended up uh inviting us to play um what was it their holiday of horrors uh show that they do and all that which oh, unfortunately, yeah. we couldn't do at the time i think we had drummer problems or some shit i don't remember but uh yeah it was just it was cool to be able to, and like i say you go up there you seize the opportunity you make the most of that moment and that's when you get, like, fans who get it, you know, that were like, man, like, that was so fucking awesome. And it's cool that, like, you know, I could sit and talk to you and you're not the fucking animal you are on stage. And, <laughs> you know, I get guys who I looked up to, like, you know, like I said, with corporate death from a cop being blown away. And I'm, like, sitting there like, who the fuck am I? Like, you know, thank you. <laughs> but opportunities, thanks to you, good sir, mm -hmm. you know, and, and booking fucking the sickest grind from Northwest Indiana at the time heck yeah man heck yeah. well dude that was like um uh pretty much like i said you know going through that chris and jimbo was in the, the original like incarnation you, of human artifacts you, yeah, yeah i was gonna get i was gonna get into that with you because i i remember finally those times um i think that was when we were so maybe tony had just left or some it's hard to go back and trace like i said so much fucking party especially with montez man Shout out to Chris Montez. That dude will fucking drink <laughs> anybody <laughs> under the table oh. have a couple of heart attacks and then come Man. back and drink some more. It was just a distance thing, man, for what we were wanting to do at the time, man. And at that point mm. in time, man, you know, it would, with the distance and then Aaron was wanting to come in, which is my boy. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it was just it was just easier for, you know, because that's, that's the hardest thing. It's like up until, you know, Necrolytic, this is the first band I've had, like, in the same time zone, you know, in, like, a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? To where we actually have, like, a jam day. You know, And that's I mean? so hard, man. Um, I remember uh, when Brad left to Crypt initially, we had uh, Matt Benner from, uh, what was it? Was it Fully Consumed, I think, from Ohio? And I remember, dude, it was fucking nuts. We would drive, like, two, three, four hours, wherever it was. I think they're out in Akron or something like that, um, just to practice with this guy for a couple hours and come back. And I think he, he lasted for a fucking cup of coffee. I think he ended up stealing my fucking Compton hat. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and a Peter Pan Christ shirt, motherfucker. Um, but it's it's the sacrifice that you make. And like you're saying, the different time zones, that was one of the things like when, you know, I had always wanted to do uh, extreme like death metal and stuff because it just, it fit me naturally. Like growing up, I was an angry fucking young kid in the punk rock. Uh, my musical taste progressed into like grindcore and, and getting into death metal and shit. And I just, that was my escape, you know, my way out before I fucking choked or murdered somebody was do that and so when the decrypt opportunity came i fucking seized it man and it was all awesome until like that was an eye-opener right there like man we're fucking it, it doesn't make sense that we're wasting this time and money to drive all the way out to fucking ohio and i always was kind of like man, i don't know if this guy's gonna work out but it wasn't i didn't really have any say in the band you know at the time i was whatever it was fucking chris and brand and jimbo's fucking baby you know um but yeah, it, it just that that's fucking hard, man. And we were talking earlier before we went on air here, 
uh, how weird it is with underground metal and death metal because it's not a popular genre and because it is tough to quote unquote make it or be at least like a, a Black Dahlia murder or somebody, you know, I mean, to even be a deicide or a cannibal corpse. I mean, that was just timing, place and time and th that era of that music. And it stood the test of time. And that's why they are who they are now. And I'm sure there's probably a couple of those guys are probably still fucking slanging some kind of nine to five, you know, uh, maybe not in corpse, but uh, it's just, man, dude, it's so crazy with the metal community that everybody's everywhere and doing this shit when, you know, like you're saying, you, you don't even live in the same fucking city. Cause that threw me off, man. I was like, these are my homies. These are my bros. I always love that camaraderie when you have that and you're in the same town, in the same city and able to come together um, and create something special. And it's, it's weird. It's not that it can't work with people from out of town. Cause it, I mean, it happens all the time, you know, it's just, to me, it was, it was a really weird deal, man. Oh, exactly. Well, and that's a lot of like, you know, with being up here, I mean, it was like after the horrific demise album was like I said, not, you know, not one of us were in the same room recording at the same time. None of yeah. us once, you know what I mean? And you know, and then once I met Brian up here, man, it was just like, you know, to see somebody hungry and generally not a lazy drummer, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Someone who's generally motivated and like, you know, has his life together and shit like that. And I initially didn't even know. I mean, I lived, I mean, I've been up here in Milwaukee now. I'm from, you know, Fox. I mean, shit. God, I'm trying to think, 11 years, 12 years. And like, I didn't even know uh, Ray uh, fucking from Immortal Suffering, Eternal Bleeding lived up here. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. And all of a sudden, it's like, no shit. What the fuck are you doing up here? It's like, well, I've lived up here this long. I got killed. Like, no shit. You know what I mean? So it, it's been cool, man. I mean, it's like, you know, it, that's the exciting part for me is like, you know, going full circle to where it's like less is more. It's not always trying to get more, more, more. It's like, I, I don't mind being the guy behind the scenes. That's always, I, I always get sick of it being the mass show because that's too much work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I encourage other people to have ideas so that way I can run with it. Because man, dude, I get you know I don't have you know I don't have like I don't know everything you know by no means. Yeah. But I've been lucky, man. It's it's been cool, man. I mean, I w wanted to start getting into doing some more gigs and stuff like that, man. But man, with my job, it's it's kind of hard, so I can't yeah. do a ton of stuff. So that's got to take a lot off of your shoulders too, like with uh, Necrolytic, because you got guys around you that you can bounce ideas off and you're busy with work, kids, family, stuff like that. Well, um, it's, it's, it's causing a little bit of stress, man, with, you know, just because, like I said, we haven't really been jamming, man. It's just, like I said, it's just, I just, you know, I have to, I mean, I, I literally can't, I mean, you know, I don't know how, you know, whether, how you believe what you want about all this, man, but I mean, as far as with what I do for a living, which, you know, I, 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 if I get caught out and about in the age of Facebook by the wrong people, no, oh, yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I can't, and, and my whole thing is, I mean, if you want to talk about fucking, you know, medical purees and other fucking bullshit, man, I, I'm your man. But, you know, you want to talk. <laughs> there you go. I, I can't sit there and talk about, you know, fucking, you know, viruses and fucking bullshit or fucking, you know, whether an asteroid's going to blow up the earth or fucking any bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the 5G's, man, are going to make our balls shrink up or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's happening. But, but, dude, but, but, dude, it's so fucked up, man. It's just like, you know, it's either you're out there fucking, man, rubbing your balls in everybody's face and getting them sick, or you're fucking staying home and you're a fucking coward. 
and and it's and I and I just look at it this way. It's like, dude, I would love to be doing this, or I'd love to be doing that, man. I mean, I'm sick of sitting at home. I mean, me and yeah. I think me and me and the lady have watched every episode of fucking Star Trek Voyager, Picard. Oh. <laughs> To, to the point you get the Star Trek withdrawals like the last few weeks, dude. I've been like, God, man, we haven't any Star Trek going on. Come on, man. You know what I mean? But, you know, um, but I don't know, man. It's just people are just being real dicks to each other, whether you feel on any side of it. So I've been just trying to go to work every day, hoping that, you know, man, it's going to ride out. You know, I'm one of those guys that know when I work with the health department, I think all these shows are good. I mean, I, I don't want to sit there and like, oh, why are you saying this, man? You shouldn't be saying it. Dude, there's not going to be any shows this year. And if they are, they're going to take it in so. because I work with the health department. The health department, I don't think, is going to let any gatherings even. There, there's stages of where this has got to go. And, you know, man, as much as – and it's, and what people don't understand is why it's got to go this way is so many people are just, like, rubbing pe- their balls in people's face. That's the only thing. But check this shit out. This is the analogy. Now I can take this to my worldwide forum. This is the analogy. If this was a mass outbreak of fucking herpes – there wouldn't oh be a motherfucker God. on the street. There wouldn't be a motherfucker <laughs> right. on the street, dude. Right? Yeah. Outside. But you know, man, no because shit. it's the unseen, man. You got motherfuckers with boils all over their face and arms. <laughs> dude, you're staying the fucking side. Oh, all right. Oh, 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 yeah, no kidding. You know what I mean? Walking around with plastic bags and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, <laughs> Melt, melting like fucking street trash style, you know? Yeah, exactly. but it's locked everything down. It's, you know, it's like I said, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I hope that we get to the point, like I said, with full terror swap goes on. I know that we, you know, but I just think, man, you know, it's, but then if you do, are able to do it, are people going to come out? It's one thing to say on the internet that you're going to come out, yep. but are you going to come out? You know what I'm saying? So even like I said, I don't want no one breathing their germs on me. Yeah, I was scared no. to go back to full terror after a fucking tick was sucking the blood from my ball sack. You know? <laughs> I'm telling you, so man, now, the, the, the ball bank ticks. Uh, yeah, you know, right. the, the next millionaire is the one who you know, be like, we'll have like these new like signs where we don't touch each other, going like live long and prosper. You know, I don't know, man. It's fucking, it's it's nuts, but fucking, I'm you know, I mean, let's, I I don't know. Pro- hope for the best, prepare for the worst, I guess, man. Fucking, but you know, I don't know. But I just don't like to see, like I said, where it's just like everybody's just kind of like, you know, it's funny because everybody's like, "Oh, I'm broke. I need money and shit like that." But man, the second they got that money, everybody's buying an interface and more guitar gear and all this fucking bullshit. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that money to pay my rent, but not after I buy the new Warlock. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't broke. <laughs> yeah, but right. no, I did buy some. Uh, I did buy some stuff. Well, that's yeah. good, bro. It well, doesn't matter, man. I'm just fucking around. But- Hey, I'm Mike, and this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile, and Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines, plus four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. Hey, I'm Mike, and this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. 
As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile, and Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ringing the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just $25 a line for four lines. Plus, four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. I know. I know. I had to. I was like, I need to, I need to upgrade my, my shit. Well, that's why all them interfaces right now. Aren't you? Sweet? Yeah. Well, dude, I can't say shit. That's what I've done during, I mean, dude, it fucking, I've, I've literally since this whole lockdown, I was like, man, I'm going to redo the whole studio. So it's like just today I've officially got everything done. So I was just like, you know, finally, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just trying to make best use of the time, man. Like I guess that I, uh, fuck. Like I guess that I'm ready to start getting back out though. Cause it's starting to get a little stir crazy. Yeah. You got better. a great setup too. You share the picture on Facebook. Well, that was cool, man. Because it's like, well, what sucks is, man, and like I said, I is like I said, the other my other computer is locked up at the moment. So once we get past this, I got to try to see if I can salvage the hard drive. So I'm uh, because there's definitely some things like the Human Artifacts album (laughs) (laughs) that are on that damn thing that I'm trying to go like, oh shit. But uh, then, but the problem is, is could those files already be corrupted? And now I'm using different programs that are like, you know, like I said, once you upgrade, there's a learning curve, you know, and that's what I'm trying. I mean, I spent two days going, why am I hearing the DI out of the left fucking speaker and nothing out of the right? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'm sitting there freaking out going, God damn, I spent all this money and I can't even get a clean guitar tone. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be me. Let me ask all three of you guys something, given the fact that you guys know, I mean, there's genres that you love. But then you guys kind of like a bunch of different types of music. Um, this year, since the sh- since the the quarantine started, a couple of albums from different genres have been coming out, and they've been pretty great. So I'm assuming with this shutdown and people being bored and creative and either drinking more or doing more drugs or being more introspective or just being flat out like actually putting in the work, like I have nothing else to do. I'm going to put you know light a fire on my ass and sit in the seat for the next couple hours or just play, play, play. Do you guys predict that the second half of 2020 and then all of 2021 are going to be kind of a badass year and a half for new music? What what do all three of you think? Um, I, if you guys don't mind, I'll feel that first. Uh, I think Go as long it. as as long as people, hey, check out, gotta go in the fridge get some buds. Um, as long as people are actually motivated, you know, some people I think can get caught in their own heads with this shit. Uh, as far as like just not being able to get out of the whole aspect that you can't do anything. I think the ones that are workhorses, um, like shout out to Brad Vanderzee, a guy like that, some of the other people I know, um, yeah, there's going to be some really cool shit coming out, you know, it, it, but it's if people, like I said, if they can get out of their own minds and escape that and just work, go to fucking work and be creative and forget that this shit's going on, just take into account that you get to spend more time in your fucking house or your studio or somewhere that you actually love and make the best of it, guys. So what That's is your prediction, sure. Wallace? 
Do you think uh, think there's going to be some good-ass music? Like, better than the last – I'm predicting that it's going to be better than it has been the last couple years. Like, 2021, I think it's going to be a killer year for music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's interesting because, I mean, I think for sure you probably have got – but I think a lot of people aren't jamming either. I think you got your you got your bands that are jamming, and then I think you have your bands that aren't jamming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fine line. Is there still that creative process, you know, going? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Uh, dude, the one thing I will say about like now is like uh, the the quality of like musicianship, man. It's like I never considered myself the best, you know, guitar player, but I think I could write a good song. I mean, you know, right. but man, there's just some people that can just bring it. I mean, it's like, I mean, especially now that I've gotten into the gear side of it, man, and some of these people, it's just, it's humbling to just go, wow, just, you know, and then finding out that a lot of like sounding good is like technique, you know what I mean? It's just the way you play your strings and stuff like that, the way you play yeah. your pitch, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, you know, um, but I, I think there's, gonna, man, there's just a lot of good stuff coming out. I mean, everything, the problem is, is where I think it is going. And I think that's why I think the, if the I think the horrific demise album when it came out five years earlier, it wouldn't have the same effect as it did when it did come out. Is for a while everything was so technical, so fast, you couldn't remember a riff. And I think mm. there was a point in time for like a three or four year period, I couldn't remember anything that was coming out. Cause it was just very and then when you know, nothing was catching with me. You know what I mean? And I think maybe one of the internal bleeding albums, maybe I think the uh, a couple other things that came out were actually kind of cool and catchy some of the dying fetus stuff that was coming out because they had a different song structure right. to where it wasn't just <laughs> trying to be a million notes in every second. But I think there's going to be some good stuff coming out, man. But, you know, there's just some insane wow. musicians out there. The way they think is just, <laughs> yeah, yeah just, you can tell they put some time into their instrument, man, and their time, man. You know, I'll give it respect. Yeah. More time than For I For sure. what you think? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think so. I mean, especially now with the, uh, how much time some people have on their hands. It feels like I got busier once all the quarantine happened and I don't have any more time, but you know, uh, but no, like even, you know, personally speaking stuff that I'm doing and writing too is a lot different um, for the better. I believe like the theme song for the JP dub. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of good shit coming out, I think too. And uh, to add on to what you were saying, Matt, with that, there's some years with like all the tech, like there's a lot of tech going on, a lot of fast stuff, and it was like who can outsmart each other? Man. You know what I mean? Just give me some if you want technical shit. Give me some origin or malignancy. Right. Give me some of that. Give me some lot. cytotoxin. You know, cytotoxin. Yeah, <laughs> defeated <laughs> sanity, dude. Those dudes oh, are yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Well, man, I mean, this, this is gonna sound so funny, man. Anybody that really knows me, man, know. I mean, knows this is the truth, man. I'll take some fucking dangerous toys or dock in any fucking day. There you go, oh, dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah. We're, dude. We're all about dude, going to get the fucking dude, fire You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> Give me some oh, fucking rag. Give me dude, some of the melee guns. I mean, God. Give me some of the melee guns. Dude, you know what sucks about this whole I just blew my metal crate out of the water right there. <laughs> <laughs> George Lynch was back with docking. They were going to do some shit. They were touring well, yeah, with but I did, and, and, and my buddy was sitting there saying, man, it was the whole band. And I mean, dude, it, it, it's, it's just him and fucking Don. But then, you know, it's been, you know, but dude. It, it, That's all you need. What yeah, else, dude. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's, he's pretty rough right now, man. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. man, you know, I, I, remember I went and saw Rat, man. Me and Aaron did actually at the camp. Oh. I think it was like nice. 2000 and... <laughs> six or some shit man and i mean musically they sounded good man but dude his vocals were 
I mean, a you lot know, sometimes, of man, cats, they're yeah, so fried it, it, and they try to come back and it's like, it, it disgusts me. It's uh, like, God damn it. Like, leave it alone, man. No, God, well, dude, and it, but, but, it, but then it gets the point in time, man, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling like, dude, you know, I've had a good run or so, you know, and it, it's not like I'm old. I mean, I'm fucking young, but it's just a matter of fucking, um, it's not as easy to fucking get up there and fucking sing for an hour. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, taking those deep breaths, man. I mean, it's something that, man, it, it's hard to do, man. You know what I mean? And hitting those high highs, it was funny. I posted like an old Lividity video for like 99. And I was like, holy shit, I can't get that high anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Got to kind of adjust it. Got a pincher, one of them ball pinchers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of get back uh, to what Sarah was saying, though. I think in a lot of different genres, and the cool thing about this shit, too, is you're going to have maybe bands that you liked uh and i know maybe this is a poor example because it's been going on forever but uh i'm a huge frank zappa nut um i mean and so they're constantly raping the vaults and pulling shit out from there but i think with a lot of our other artists too that have some stuff that's been put away you might see a lot of that shit finally get released now because of that you know what's going on and uh i think the people who are going to have it probably the easiest or like the pop artists, you know, um, what's that song? Like the, the weekend or <laughs> Bodie knows. What I'm Dude, about. What, don't get me started 80s, on that song. It's like an 80s synth track. That I actually, <laughs> it's total I actually 80s. Dig. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Um, I'm not going to go to lie. Are you talking about Loverboy? Is that what you were talking about? Oh, <laughs> man, I can't. No, I can't blinding, no blinding light or something like that. The oh, blinding light. I thought light. you were talking about working for the weekend or something. Oh, no. <laughs> I was saying, Loverboy. Yeah, working for the Hey, man, I'll take Night Rangers and shit. I'm cool with yeah. that. There you go. But, I mean, people like that. And it's weird because, like, uh, I've seen Pyle, you know, uh, post some shit. And he's a one-man fucking shindig. So he's got it easy, you know. Like, he ain't got to deal with no bullshit band drama. You know, unless his drum machine's fucking talking shit to him. Um, he was talking about, like, I, I don't know if it was, like, something that this, maybe this could be his last record or he's going to get out of it. And I, I don't want to read too far into that, you know. But uh, it, it's, like, guys like that, man, I would think that, fuck, man, if you can. But he's also another guy that does. He works a job. Yeah, and he has a kid. You know, he does stuff. I would think it would be easier for people like that. That's why I say like these pop stars, because really they have people that are writing fucking music for them. Most of them, you know, um, writing everything for them almost. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah, you're like, all they got to do I is mean, step into the vocal booth. But you got to yeah, think yeah. out of that side of the box, man. I mean, okay, let's just say, you know, when he was playing in India, imagine making that trip fucking mm. by yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just think about how many places, man. I mean, I mean, don't it goes get me wrong, everywhere. Man. Dude, you know, I mean, it's like, it, it's hard. You, when he has to keep me motivated, he's got to motivate himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it, dude, it's, I I, told, I mean, I think there's some pros and cons to it, I'm sure. I mean, sure, he would say if he was here the same shit, you know, I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, because uh, I know we've talked about it before, man, but I'm sure it's this man that was probably just a day dude where some, because like I said, man, it, you try not to let people fucking when they shit on you fucking get, take it personal. But dude, mm -hmm. when fucking you're busting your ass and someone's being a dickhead. Right. It fucking pisses you off someday, and some days you get on Facebook and say, "You know what? These people can suck my dick." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> suck my dick and like it. Like it. Yeah, dude. Man, like I said, pa, I love you, man. That you, you have your right. You want to tell people to suck your dick? Suck. They can suck it. You know oh, what I mean? Dude, yeah. I'll tell you He's what. Man. That. 
I was uh, what was it yesterday? I was rocking hard. You guys remember that fucking split with viral load? Yeah, dude. Oh, I remember that God, shit, dude. That's a great, great EP within itself. But dude, that pile of fucking shit just it's the well, think, about it, think about it that way, man. I mean, he totally in that situation made a conscious decision whether you know he realized it or not, where he could do two, one or two things. He could have totally made himself probably more accessible, added members, and tried to appeal to something for a relapse or a bigger label. Or what he did was the complete opposite, and I, I you know, and then went ultra brutal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And grindy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And shit yeah. like that. And and then because you know, and, and like I said, he's never asked anybody. I mean, dude, he just does all this shit on his own. It's like, oh, what? You know, okay, you guys go do your shit. I'm gonna go hang out in India for three weeks. You, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go play on. I'm gonna go play on Saturn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's like you know, man. But keep in mind, you know, when him and like when Sean Whitaker, nobody was doing that when they first came out. Man, a lot yeah. of people were like, "This is before your Easy Drummer." Where like, you know, I'm sitting here right now, fucking, yeah. fucking with it. To where I mean. And a lot of the old school people, you know, would make fun. I mean, dude, I, I'll never, I'll never forget, man. I'm not going to embarrass the guy and mention his name, but with the CIM, somebody was seeing that he was getting up there and started talking shit. And then once he saw a fucking pile bring it, you know, he was like, "Damn, man, that motherfucker was badass." <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because you know, yeah. a drum machine to them, you know, was just not accessible. So that actually won some old school guy over. You know, Dude. so you know, and like I said, man, it's just you know, it, it can't be easy, man. I mean, it, it's, it, uh... it, it... Pile, pile, dude. I, I love that, dude. I mean, we we go pretty far back. I mean, even like I said before, I was in Decrypt. Um, they used to always have these house parties, and I mean, dude, you want to talk about wild fucking house parties? I mean, there were there were jocks, there were punks, there were fucking, you know, gangbanger wannabe motherfuckers. Every like what would you call it? Fucking uh walk of life. Every, you know, social fucking entity or whatever they were, whatever you want to call it. I can't find the words. I've had a couple Clicks. of buds now. Yes. Every, every member of a click was at the, at the shows and it was decrypt and like stump and pile would always come down and play these fucking shows and shit. And it was like, Holy shit, man. And they were, dude, they were house parties. Like I'm talking like, jo- I, man, I probably lasted. I remember when I first started going to them, I was just, I was getting so hammered so quick. There was a full fucking bar there, dude. <laughs> Most of the time, I I left throwing up, you know, like you I was go. getting so fucking trashed. But um, it, it was cool because I and that that was when I got my first taste of pile, and uh, and then we you know when I joined the band and we fucking played many shows with them. And I remember we had them out here. Uh, our boy Chris Reeder booked a show at a fucking apartment complex where I'm at in Hobart, Indiana. Um, it was like, I think it was us, Pyle, uh, I want to say, I think Plaguebringer was on the bill too. Um, and and so, uh, like Ratface and those guys, I can't, Funeral Fuck Toy, I think they were doing at the time. Funeral Fuck um, Toy. <laughs> I remember that shit. Old school. Man, fucking yep. cops, the cops show up, shut the fucking thing down. It's, of it's a lot of shit. And, uh, and me and Montez were renting this spot. Uh, this house back in the day and like fucking all right we got everything fucking took pile back to the house went down the basement took the fucking keg in the basement dude and had a packed yeah, fucking basement, basement somewhere floating around i think montez has it um there is video of that fucking show and it uh, is piss. fucking 
amazing, dude. It, it's fucking awesome. I got to get his ass Don't on like and get it. that shit transferred. Yeah, dude. Montez B-sides. Right? It was so <laughs> fuck. I was so pissed, though, because I was like, damn it. You know, not everybody from the show came out, came back to the house. But, I mean, it was a small house, but there's enough people where it was fucking packed. And, dude, Pyle just brought it, dude. It's like, hey, man, we're not going to let you, you know, let the fucking pigs, you know, kind of rain on our fucking parade you came down here to fucking play you're gonna fucking play and kudos to montez dude he was like fuck it you go play in our fucking basement and he was that easy to set up too that's the great thing about it you know yeah band in a backpack man me and him have lived in the same city for years man and we've been buds for years i mean he introduced me a lot of bands that i never heard of in the underground and shit and help help me get some uh, exposure that way too you know so, well, yeah, like I said, I a guy. lot of people don't remember, man. I mean, it wasn't like, let's say, the old school version of Numbskull that people from like the, you know, the early, you know, the eighties or the, the late and early nineties. But man, his version of Numbskull was when I met him, man. When he was like, dude, I mean, that was in the infinite stages. Because uh, I remember when I got the very first Putrid Pile demo was um, we were just going up there to do, I think, pre-production to decide if we were going to do uh, to only the sick remain with Scott. And, and I think uh, that's when, you know, we were sitting there partying fucking down in the, in the basement down there. And he gave me that little four song EP, yeah, this, you know, I got or two song EP or whatever, man. And it was just at that point in time, man, I mean, Numbskull, I think they were taking something, they were taking, there's a hiatus going on or some kind of crap, you know what I mean? But that's when he was going with that, man. And it was, like I said, it's cool to just see where he's, you know, like I said, man, been more places than my happy ass has. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm surprised. He's a guy that like, how does Relapse not look at that? Because he has a fucking fan base. He has a, and, and it's tours. world. He's a global brand. Yeah, he tours a lot too. Yeah, going back to like I said, establishing yourself as a brand, and yes, it is a lot easier when you're one guy. But still, I mean, he's dude. I mean, there are legit people that are invested in fucking Sean that are sending him artwork and all these things they've created for him and caricatures and tattoos you know in decrypt we were lucky enough uh i remember jake Get a ham sandwich yeah we somebody <laughs> got yeah we got one guy that had a tattoo and then it's whatever i'm not i don't get hard on for people that do that shit but it is cool you know like if someone likes you enough likes your product and what you do enough to do that like sean dude he's, he's amassed quite a following and i'm just very surprised that you know he's and no this is no disrespect to severed records or anybody but um i'm surprised relapse or nuclear blast or somebody hasn't jumped on that shit like hey let's at least do a fucking one record deal see how it goes you know but then, but dude check it out there's no there's no, none of those labels there's a fucking uh, band with a drum machine or a computer none of them right that's what I'm saying, no though. Fucking do like, something like different. Or some bullshit. But you know, a lot of it is, man, is his lyrical. I mean, it's, it was the same thing, like, you know, when you know when we were talking back in the day before we were putting out one of the albums, more records, we were talking to Relapse a little bit. It was just lyrical content. I mean, yeah. dude, you're talking about sticking in an ass and fucking raping a bunghole, dude. You know, <laughs> that, that doesn't make for good record store boxes. Yeah. Clitoral decay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You should take a chance. So, you know. <laughs> take a chance. <laughs> Take a but, chance. You know, like I said, I think, I think you know, man, and, and like I said, there's, there's just not a lot of money. I mean, that was a point in time where people probably are quit buying CDs. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, who, who would have thought Lars was right? All this shit, he called it, man, and that's what's fucked up, man. It's like, oh my yeah. god, what a dick! You know, no one said that Lars is right. 
you know, but now like, man, I mean, that's the whole problem is like, dude, it was like literally like when the, the horrific demise album, like within the day it was up all over and all those places you see it all over YouTube. I don't know. If yeah. the fucking start. Oh yeah. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. we had that problem too with a uh, handsome prick with the, you know, the last couple albums we dropped, it was, but at least there were, I know there was at least one of those guys on YouTube that had the courtesy to hit me up and like, Hey, can I put this out? And I'm like, you know what? You're going to do it fucking anyways. You're, you have an audience that may hear it, that may want to buy it because I know myself and I've said this many a times as a music fan, if I like something, dude, I've bought shit digitally a couple different yeah. times. Cause I buy it. On, I have an iPhone. I buy it on iTunes, but yet I'll buy it on fucking Bandcamp because I, you know, I buy the fucking physical CD or the vinyl with it. Like I, I, I tend to fucking spend too much on, one record than i really should <laughs> you know so yeah right it's one of those things if there was only more of that um but man uh it, it was you know it's just one of those goddamn things and we can go back to the fucking napster days dude when that shit got going i mean it was over then you know in the late 90s when that shit was coming out it's like oh you can get anything and don't, don't get me wrong i never used shit to buy like full-length albums to steal albums in the beginning um, because it was like, I, it was more of finding the rare shit, like the B sides and these live, you know, yeah. cuts with, uh, the analog, the fucking live recording that you got from the soundboard or some shit, yeah, you know, the like overseas recordings too. Yeah. Like there's, for a, those there's all a the time. good, there's some good cannibal corpse shit out there. That's oh, like that God, from yeah. Chicago, dude, like with Barnes, like B, you know, uh, the fucking, um, and, uh, God damn it. The soundboard, soundboard recordings, you know, um. Like during the uh, the bleeding era, and it's just like holy fuck, dude! You listen to this shit, it's like it makes you think, like, damn, why why did they ever fucking put out a vinyl of that shit, you know? <laughs> or, or, or a record or something? But uh, right. I, I try to support as much shit as I can, and you're never gonna get around that. So some of it you kind of have to expect and and embrace in a way because it's like it goes back to branding yourself. Hey, if this motherfucker's gonna do that, they're at least gonna know you're out there. So if they, by chance, yeah, maybe they stole your album, but that same person that stole your album shows up and sees you at a show and buys fifty to a hundred dollars worth of merch. Yeah. yeah, I hear you, man. Totally, some diehards, so, man. Yeah, but it's it's like you going back earlier what you said, man. I get it. I try to look at everything from every side, you know, and it and it does suck. It sucks that motherfuckers steal shit and do that, but that, that's that's what happened. Technology, you know, uh, going back, like, what was it, Bird Flesh? Oh, technology is gay. Um, <laughs> it, it, I love it, dude, but it's it's such, like, God. It's a it's double-edged sword, dude. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's all, it, it's going to be weird to see how humanity and the music community and any genre is in the next 20 years. You know, where are we going to fucking be from then? Maybe CDs will just be, because there's still people that buy CDs. I still buy CDs, you know? I, I try to buy more vinyl than I do CDs, but uh, sometimes you have to because it's the cheapest way to put out a fucking record um, and have a physical copy. Uh, where are we going to be? You know, maybe it's going to be like digitally injecting it into our fucking veins yep. or something. It's going to be on water. Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus on the dashboard. Yeah, recording on a purified water. Stratton will be listening to Dave Matthews fucking with some chippy inserts into his fucking head. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of that shit, 
Matt, what's kind of some of the stuff outside of like your, your death metal and extreme metal that you get into, man? Fuck. Well, man, like I said, I've really been fascinated lately a lot, man, by the whole like, you know, VSTs, you know, fucking the whole digital side of recording. Just cause, like I said, it's getting older, man. I want to be able to move on to the next. But man, dude, I'm big into Battlefront 2, man. I, lo- I like I like my Xbox. You know oh, I mean? there you go. Yeah. Dude, dude, I like my Star Wars. You know <laughs> I mean? So, um, fucking, really, man, this, like I said, man, I just Enjoyed, enjoyed hanging with the lady, man. Got like got good kids, man. So I can't complain, man. I'm pretty pretty normal Joe, man. It's kind of funny. Most people figure it out, man. Once they get to know me a little bit, they're like, "You're not really what I expected." Like, like I'm supposed to be wearing like dresses with like spiked dildos and fucking. Pork, <laughs> yeah. Well, there like that. There eating, 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 a, eating a deer carcass raw. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right? On on a fucking you know gnawing on a corpse or something in the corner or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> therein becomes the question. It's like, what did you expect? You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I think the only person who really lived his fucking gimmick was Gigi Allen. You know, come on. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, dude. That's Seth, Put- Seth Putnam. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's true. It's true. Anal cunt, brother. <laughs> um. So here's the thing: all of us in the metal community, at least I like to believe and assume that I'm right, and I don't care if it makes out an ass out of me and you, your mama and your cousins too. I have a little thing that I've kind of created here, Matt, and, and just humor me for a minute. So metalheads are in the horror. Am I right or am I wrong? Yes. All right. All right. That being known, I want to know horror and metal go hand in hand, but playing shows, touring, promoting your own festivals, there are some horror stories within themselves in doing that. What are maybe one or two of some of the worst, absolute worst fucking experiences that you've encountered, whether it's a fucking fan experience, um, shit, bullshit with a band, you know, some fucking gear went wrong, some weird, crazy shit happened. What's something um, in your fucking experience that you've had to deal with? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Laundry list, right? Yeah, you did. It's... Yeah, fuck it. What's the smelliest, ooziest, nastiest one that comes to mind? Honestly, man, <laughs> the the word the worst thing that I had to deal with, man, from like an awkward <clears throat> perspective was one year at the festival, man, um, where a certain band called us, threw some stuff on somebody, and I think it might have been two thousand four. Uh, mm-hmm. fucking actually, man, fucking where it then called somebody the N word. As they smeared like shit on there, and then fucking proceeded to have a lot of dude. That dude, I didn't know if I was getting sued that whole year. I just got, like, oh, dude, it was fucking. And, 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 and what sucked about it is because it had it was you know some friends of mine that you know just really had this whole like you know well I got to be a, that was where some my attitude started to change a little bit. Where it was like you know what metal is cool, but you don't got to be live. You don't got to be a dick to fucking be metal. You don't got to live the gimmick, man. Right. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that fucking sucked. Uh, fucking, um, yeah, 2005 sucked, fucking, man, at my fest. Because even though it looked like the biggest year, man, there was, like, dude, it's just a couple breach. And see, that's the whole thing, man, is I could have been a dick a few times in my years doing the fest on bands breaching contracts. And, oh, yeah, we're not supposed to play fucking two hours away and find out the day before they're playing in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And all this shit. Yeah, and, right. and I usually never, you know, 
push that too hard. But dude, yeah, when I was really coming up with a bunch of loose fucking ends, man, where I didn't know if I was going to have the money to fucking pay all that fucking debt, but I did. You know what I mean? But there's a mm-hmm. lot of rumors going around, and I got a little pissed off once I was like, you know. But, you know, anyways, th- usually it was all fest-related, man. You know, I can't think of anything really, you know, anything band-related or anything I've ever really had any stress with or anything like that. It's just always was just bullshit, you know, dealing with others at the fest usually. So nothing nothing in a band where you were like, and maybe even going back to Lividity days where you're like, because I've even had this. I, I know back in the day where me and Montez, there were points where it's like, fuck, man, I want to knock you the fuck out, you know? And nothing uh, nothing comes mm-hmm. to mind like that. God. I drank back then. <laughs> yeah. I think we all did. And, it, yeah. and that's what was most of the fucking problems. Yeah, I have not, a great CIM story, too. We'll add it later. And fucking... I can remember in Slovakia getting pretty pissed, man, because someone tried to, they were harassing us on stage and yelling and screaming and fucking getting our pockets almost picked and some bullshit like that. But man, I can't, yeah, I can't think, you know I mean? It was, everybody's always been pretty cool most of the time, man. And you know, you, you, you learn to just make it. It is what it is. Have you ever, right. I got an out of the blue question. Have you ever been to uh, Serbia? No. For a show? no. <laughs> I'm trying to, there's actually a city that's very snobby that apparently has where my brother met his wife and they got married there and all that stuff. It's called Novi Sad. And uh, they have a good metal scene. It's like very, very really? underground. Yeah. And I went, I went last year and I didn't go to a metal show, but the guy I went out there for his wedding, he was telling me about how every year he goes out there for, I don't know what the festival is called, but it's like a three day festival and it's awesome. And you got all these bands coming from all over the world. Uh, to play and I just one of my dreams is to organize a festival out there because the people are super welcoming um, and they got good ass food and, and uh, moonshine and coffee oh. yeah coffee oh, and, yeah. whole country I is all talking. coffee and cigarettes culture but <laughs> yeah I want you said Slovakia so I wanted to ask but I, I think Bodhi said he had a, a good a good story oh man yeah so uh, man I gotta say like CIM yeah I was like well, I don't know, one of my top fests ever, but uh, the parties, man, the after, the after parties at the hotel, there was that one hotel where everybody booked that, and then there was, like, hotels around that. Yeah. But I think it was the Fairview. I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong on that. You know, the funny thing is, never went. Never went yeah. once. Never went once, man. The all-night pool parties. Someone had to get up in the morning and open the doors at 9 o'clock for the bands. <laughs> dude, I commend you on that, man. <laughs> dude, it's like me, I'm seriously, dude. It would be like me, yeah, me and the, me and, me and the, especially the last few years, man. Me and the lady would just go get something to eat on the way home, fucking pass out, have to wake up at like yep. 6 in the morning, be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt most of the time, too, waking up the next morning. Yeah, as most of you guys were just going to bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the all-night pool parties, it'd be like 9 in the morning, and the funniest thing is, is like, we're outside by the pool, like outside of the hotel room, and there's just a shit ton of metalheads out there drinking beers, drinking booze, smoking weed, like, you know, and in the pool area, we're just partying beers in the pool, like, no glass in the pool sign. There we are, it's glass bottles and liquor <laughs> bottles, just tipping her back and giving her, uh, you know, giving her it all, but uh, I remember one year when the window got shattered. Um, like the, the door that goes outside from the pool area to like the outside area where we're hanging dude, out, dude. It was, it was like, it was a con, it was like a level, well, dude, especially at the fest. It was always a constant, very polite. I mean, they were very tolerant, 
And it would always yeah. be a very polite, like, oh, man, someone's doing this. Oh, shit, someone's doing this, man. Oh, someone's doing this. And most of the time, they, I mean, dude, there was a million times where how many times you see someone them kick somebody out, and then, like, an hour later, they're, them they're hugging security, <laughs> yeah. and security's letting them back in. Yeah, you know, I've you seen know, that plenty of times. You know, not to say that always happens. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, nah, man, it's a... Uh, like I said, man, it's just, um, yeah, I don't think I've really ran. I mean, it's hard to remember a lot of that stuff, man. I, that's the one thing that I kind of regret through all this stuff. I didn't keep enough memories and, like, you know, it was kind of just partying, doing your thing, man. And then yeah. I didn't remember a lot of it. It was like flashes. You know what I mean? Right. And then you see something, you're like, oh, wow, I remember that. Y you know. Right. You know, fucking, um, but yeah. Great memories. Yeah, old school for sure, man. Like I said, I, I, I definitely feel my age sometimes. But, you know, I feel, yeah. you know, like I said, it's fun, man. That's like I said, you know, you know, we don't want to get complacent. So I got, I got a few more good years with some type of metal in me. Right. That's one of the okay. biggest, like, family reunions, metal family reunions in the Midwest ever. Like, it, actually, every, in the States, I should say, like, for me. Yeah. That I'm, was yeah, great. Yeah, I miss it some days, man. Like I said, I was able to book a lot of good bands, have a lot of good, make a lot of good friends, man. Well, it's how, like I said, that's how I started jamming with Terry's. That's how I got to know him through the fest. You know what I mean? And shit like that. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it was fun. It was a good moment in time, man. I'm, I'm glad it kind of ended when it is because, like I said, it just doesn't seem – I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on, man. But like I said, it's just I'm glad if, if, if I don't think I would want to be doing it now. I would just be like, nah, man, I don't, I'd be – I'd be a raving dick. I wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be a good time. <laughs> right. I got um, one of my favorite bands I ever saw there at CIM was Infernal Revulsion that year. Just Jesus, they just blew my balls off, man. Um, <laughs> that, that was, dude, it was just keep, insane. Yeah, that was the year we had to keep sitting there. He kept jumping up on the drum set. Yeah, dude, I forgot his name, but yeah, come high. Like, like I said, that would be crazy. the type of stuff we have to deal with. That would be stressful. Like all of a sudden, it's not my shit, and someone's right. kicking around, and I'm like, oh, great, there's I'm buying standing on the snare. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, it, it's, then you try to explain, you don't stand on people's drum sets. Yeah, <laughs> shame on you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. they were pretty destroyed. fucking brutal, man. They were badass. They were. Um, what was one of your favorite bands that that you uh, booked that you got to see play or that ever oh, played Impetigo. your first? I'll, I'll always yeah. be known oh, as the guy God. that got Impetigo back together. That'll be that'll be yeah. what I go to, went down <laughs> in history for. And I'm okay with that because, man, it wasn't as hard as people – you know, I didn't pay a shitload of money. They didn't try to rate me for it. I mean, you know, and they, they were well aware that they could have cashed in after that big yeah. time and just kept playing. They had bigger, better offers than I ever offered them. But yeah, that was that was probably that. Um, uh, dude, I've always been a really big monstrosity fan. Any, you know, just bad, oh, yeah. you know, man. I was like trying to think. Um, I love that shit with Corpse Grinder, man. They're those fucking albums. Yeah, uh, slay. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, it was like just being able to sit there and book some good shows, man. Getting to see exactly. some good old school stuff, a good mix of everything, and I got my yeah. first taste of Vomit Spawn in two thousand four. Oh, I love man. those guys, <laughs> fucking Florida cool. grind motherfuckers. Dude, my uh, I was actually on YouTube. I it's weird because I remember this other thing I miss about those fests and like CIM in particular was uh, all the vendors, dude, and just going around oh. and buying all the fucking CDs and the DVDs. Yeah. I remember uh, I had gotten a DVD of that year, and I don't know what happened. Maybe years and years ago, I put it in my computer and hit the wrong button. I don't know if it rewrote it or some shit. 
but it doesn't play on anything now. So I'm like, oh man, fuck, dude. And hopefully somebody out there listening <laughs> that has it can hook us up with a copy of that. <laughs> um, it uh, it was just it was so fucking crazy seeing those guys, man. Like they, and I remember getting their little CD. They fucking had that. I loved it. Oh yeah, little, the little tiny one. CD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember them shits. And then fucking the artwork was badass. That open, it was like some fucking teacher covered in jizz or so. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the fuck it was. It's it's been so long, but uh, shit. I mean, and those dudes were cool as fuck, dude. Like, man, and like getting getting to see bands like that, and uh, you know, hanging out with you know the homies, the regulars that you usually got to fucking see around the Midwest. You know, where there's like mutilated guys and. Notorious fucking Brian, syphilitic Brian. <laughs> yeah, right. I actually yeah, think yeah. that's where I first met you, bro. It was uh, just down at CIM. Like yeah, you and just, uh, the, just, It was just a moment in time, man. It was just a moment in time. Yeah. Where, like I said, man, we were all, you know, a lot of, you just don't see a lot. Of, I mean, but, but like I said, I wouldn't even know if that's how it is now anyways because my old ass don't get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely changed a little bit, you know, um, but it's just, it's like you say, man, it's a moment in time. It's a place in time that, you know, we, all three of us got to fucking live, fortunately, um, along with some, a lot of our friends, man. And, uh, some of the best memories know, I've had. I'd be a liar if I said I wouldn't want you to fucking suck it up and maybe come do a one-off sometime. <laughs> Dude, all this shit said yeah, done. That's what everyone's waiting I'm for. too cheap, man. I'm too cheap. <laughs> Well, and I wouldn't uh, know what to do. You got to be able to bring something new onto the table, and I wouldn't even yeah. know what to do. You know, man. And like I said, even after the entire once after I did the Impetigo thing, man, there just wasn't much more, man. I mean, I, I mean, I was it was getting to the point that I either had to start spending buku dollars on bands that I didn't think would draw, or put keep booking the same shit, and then people like, oh man, you're doing this again, or you know what I mean? It just like I said, it just got to the point, man, where it's just like stress of having to drive and do everything and i, I mean at, at that point in time the last couple of years of it i lived in milwaukee i didn't live in illinois so we'd have mm -hmm. to drive just like everybody else i mean yeah my family was around yeah. there but you know we still had to drive like everybody else so it took time off work and it was like i said dude it was just you know you, sometimes you got to know when to walk away man like kenny said <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey Real quick, Matt, let people know yeah. where they can find uh, find you and uh, what you got going on and some well, of your music well, where they can check it out. Well, man, I mean, fuck, I mean, you got a uh, Facebook at uh, Horrific Demise, you know, uh, w, you know, we got a uh, fucking uh, the Necrolytic page. Just fucking type that shit in because I think it's Necrolytic Skin Slip, you know, why he couldn't make it easier. So it's easier for me to say. I know, right? It always you makes me think I mean? of that Broken Hope song. Yeah, thanks, Brian. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, right? man. We've been kind of, we've been kind of locked down, you know, man. That's, that's the main focus right now, man. We got some shit, man. Fucking got a lot of songs in the works. So trying to get the boys back into the room, man. It's been mainly, like I said, I, I've been holding it up, man. I mean, well, we all have been. We've all been kind of being smart, man, you know. And, you know, you know it's all cool, man. So we're going to get, you know, the four of us into the room here pretty soon, you know, with, you know, guitar player Mike and stuff like that, get everybody into the room. So we're going to start hashing that out. So yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing, man. Trying to start, you know, hopefully this will all smooth over soon. We'll all be able to get out and about. Fuck yeah, yeah for sure. But well, man, man I, I fucking really, it's been an honor and a pleasure to kind of, you know, fucking reconnect with you, man. Uh, it's been a long time, brother. Um, 
and kind of revisit some of those old times that we had at CIM and shit and uh, kind of get your story out there for people because that's what we like fucking doing. Um, well, I just, it was just good to be just talking, man, having fun with everybody, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, man. Anytime you want to do this again or you got something you want to fucking promote, you let us know. Word, man. Peace, everybody. Good to see you, man. Hell yeah. You too, bro. Peace out, brother. Cheers. <laughs>